wretched missus. She'd always take a ruined girl over a hard-faced strumper. Then Dora and I would have a babber to drag about like a doll, or carry up to the garret, if it wouldn't hush. We never could keep any of those infants long enough to love them. We'd come down one day, and it'd be gone, and none of us would ask where it had been whipped off to. Sometimes, the miss it belonged to took it hard and wept. Ma never minded weeping in the kitchen, but if a Molly couldn't smile for the cullies, she'd be turned out quick as blinking. She might sit at breakfast bawling as though she were the infant herself, if she could dry her eyes and flutter them once she stepped foot outside the kitchen. I remember a miss who never could stop weeping, and was put out upon her arse for it. I recall standing in the hall, my hands twisting in my apron, as she was hustled from the door, the bully's big hand between her shoulder blades. I was only five or six, I should think. Her thin back was a quiver with tears, in only the same poor dress she'd come in, for of course Ma kept back the silks. A miss could get along all right if she'd silks of her own, so it was spite as well as greed that drove Ma's hand. I went to the parlour window and watched her struggle down the road with her box, dragging it by one handle and rucking up awake in the dirt of the street like a skiff at low tide. I pressed my face right up to the glass, to see her as long as I could. I couldn't say what it was about that particular miss that caught my fancy, but I think of her sometimes after that. I like to imagine that when she turned the corner, she'd find her baby waiting there and would be a mother to it again. Later, when I grew up a little and had a grasp of the trade, I wondered at Ma keeping Dora and me. She kept us and never did hire us out to the cullies whose tastes ran to kiddies, though she threatened to often enough. I suppose, in a woman like our Ma, that passed for love. The convent was so narrow that it looked to have been built in an alley, crushed up against the houses on either side like a drunken crone held up by two fat fellows. Ours was the oldest house on the lane. The houses that had stood on either side having been burnt down, or tore down to make room for new. Because the house couldn't spread out, it reached up. There were five floors, if you counted the cellar, and all the rooms were full, though the bodies in them changed about. My whole life, we never had a spare room for more than a day. In our house, we went to bed when the whole world was rising. I'd lie there, and listen to the milkmaid shouting in the lane, and the women calling out to those below to look out, as they emptied their pots. I'd fall asleep with the sun pink in the dark behind my eyes. I always thought it the best way to live, In daylight, the world was merry and safe. At night, it was always better to be up and ready. I'd no choice in it, so it was well that I thought it so fine. Ma would never have stomached me creeping about the house in the daylight, while all the house was abed. Sleeping all day as we did, we took our breakfast when other folks had dinner, at three or four o'clock. The kitchen table had been built just where it was, and took up near the whole room. You'd have had to chop it to firewood to get it out of the door. We sat around it, pressed together on the benches, the misses in their silks, or bare arms and bosoms, and Dora and I always pushed to the ends of the bench, with half our arses hanging off. The bullies would put heavy bars across the front door and come to sit with us, though sometimes they stood, the room being so full. There were chairs at the head and the foot, and the bullies never did sit in them.
as the men might expect to in any usual house. Ma sat always at the head of the table. The other chair was for whichever girl she saw fit to reward, whether it be a miss who'd taken good earnings the night before, or a newcomer who was proven difficult to turn and so needed softening. When Dora and I weren't making ourselves useful, we'd be huddled in the garret in the bed we shared, or else out upon the street, teasing the pigs. There were always pigs upon our street, let out and brought back in at night. Sometimes we'd be sent to the tavern around the corner, on Frog Lane, which hired out rooms to Mrs. to fetch home one of the girls. Our mollies were put two to a room at the convent, so one or other of them was always using the rooms at the Hatchet Inn. I preferred that errand over any other. I liked the smells. Ale, straw and smoke. The folks there knew my name and called out, How'd you fare, little Ruth? And best of all was the yard, with its rose.